0: Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in Mangaun. 20 to 10, you are with SAFM 104 to 107, closing off with our final interview here on the Jet Set Breakfast. So there's a TV series called Transplant. It's a Canadian drama series. It uh, started flighting in South Africa at the end of November, Mondays at eight o'clock on Channel 117. Now, the medical series follows the story of Dr. Bash Hamid, who's a Syrian doctor with battle, um, battle-tested battle skills in emergency medicine. He flees Syria with his younger sister, and he tries to forge a new life in Canada, but if Bash ever wanted to be a doctor again, he must redo his medical training in order to become a resident in a hospital. Nevertheless, he manages to save a doctor's life and he earns a residency in the emergency department of York Memorial, which is one of the best hospitals in Toronto. The person whose life he saves is a character played by the Scottish actor John Hannah. You may remember him from Four Weddings and a Funeral. And really, it's a medical drama, but it's a medical drama that looks at the issues of migrancy, of the terrors of having to escape places like Syria during great wars, and certainly the migrants that are traveling all around the world and having to move to other countries. I managed to get John Hanna on the line, and uh, we spoke about many things. We spoke about the migrant issue and doing a, a series like transplant which talks to those issues but i also spoke about his time at Umfalosi game reserve which is Luhlui, Luhlui game reserve which is where he had come to when he was last in south africa
1: I was delighted to read somewhere that you spent some time in probably one of my favorite places in the world, which is Chuchlui Umfalogi,
2: Oh the game reserve. I love I loved Chuchlui. Best time ever. I was doing this Italian film up there. It was just, oh, it was magical, magical.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to know what you, what your experience of that was, because obviously it's a far cry from so many other experiences, and particularly Chuchlui, which has some incredible game sightings as well. I mean, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. You know, with the elephants yeah. and also rhino.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had um, uh, we had uh, we had like drivers who who was our who um, oh, uh, chaperone. They were called chaperones. And Andre, who was my chaperone there, was an ex ranger. And we were actually filming in in the game reserves. So and we were actually staying in the, the game reserves also. So like traveling to work, you were. Well, in the morning you'd wake up and there were zebras at the washing hole, and we'd be driving to work. And then after finishing filming, Andre would say, "Hey, so do you want to go back or should we take a drive?" And and we would just yeah. take a drive, and oh, it was it was just just the best time ever. It was amazing. I loved it so much. I mean, of course, I, I was coming in as a not as a tourist, but as a as an outsider, and so it took me a little while to to realise that there were still. You know, under under the surface, there were because I've always been I've been to uh, South Africa before, to Cape Town, and I was I was always amazed that that given the the history and the the depths of like some of the issues there that yeah that, 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 there, that there isn't really a revolution, you know, it's it's phenomenal I think the way that this has been handled in the last. Twenty years or so, and yeah, but of course, once you're there a little bit longer, and you get to realise that there are, you know, underlying tensions and issues which are not easily recognised on the surface. You, again, that just increases your your uh, strength of of belief in the peoples who are trying to overcome you know, some some major historical problems. You know,
1: you know, but it's yes, your beautiful maybe what's kind of also interesting about Lush Louis now is this idea that as we um, you know, sit in a lockdown and I'm sure your lockdown is uh, well and truly ensconced at this point, it's really hard mm. to imagine those sort of experiences again, you know, when you like kind of locked down in a space with your kids and um, you know, and, and, and it's been ongoing for a while, so every now and again yeah. I just think about those kind of spaces and it's just, oh, we're oh yeah, Anyway, so John, let's crack yeah. right into it. Transplant. Okay. What an, ama- what an amazing storyline. I mean, it's, it's like an incredibly positive narrative, which at a time, you know, this idea around migrancy and migration, it's incredibly potent. And I, I think mm-hmm. what, a, what a great, great narrative to be part of.
2: Yeah, but listen, you've taken the words right out of my mouth when I read the first episode and spoke to the, the writers and the producers, I was just really I mean obviously in the first episode I'm not in it much and so you don't get to see a lot of what you're gonna do but in terms of talking stuff but it was that narrative and it was that it was that positive view of like mm. what how the world could be in terms of how we deal with you know, with, with immigration and with refugees and with you know, with with migrants and and with you know whether it's through like trying to get out of war zones or whether it's economic refugees, and you, you look at the world. You look at South Africa. You look at yeah. Canada, America, even England. Britain is you know has a has a history of centuries of you know where I live in London, or rather London generally is such a melting pot and. I, I, I was in despair for the last few years with Trump and Boris Johnson, and you know the rise <laughs> sure. of the right wing in Brazil and mm. Hungary and Turkey. And you, you were almost starting to feel like God, we're we're all fucked. What happened to the last? What happened to the last yeah. seventy years of progress? You know.
1: But, and it's funny because you, you mentioned like Boris Johnson, and I was thinking it's interesting that I'm talking to you about you know concepts of migration and migranty as we look at Brexit in its final deathly throes, whatever those yeah. in, that engagement is, how are you feeling about that with regards to being in this particular time?
2: I, I, mean, I mean, I find it incredibly depressing. I find, I thought, you know, that post-Second World War, you know, as, as society was, Learning how to come together. I mean, again, even you know, I remember back in the the eighties and nineties. You know, where there was a you know kind of whole anti-apartheid movement. There was you know the free yeah. Nelson Mandela concerts here in Clapham, and of course that that worked so in the in the nineties. That Nelson Mandela was free, and the, and it felt like like it felt like this this rush forward of civilized, intelligent people looking at the world in a in a better way, and, I, and I'm in, I, I I sometimes feel very, very despondent about mm. the rise of the right-wing nationalist movement, not just here or uh, in America, which, you know, thankfully they've got rid of them, but 70 million people voted for them.
1: Exactly. And also,
2: yes. as I say, the rise in the right, you know, through Hungary and Turkey, and I'm sure even in South Africa, although we we don't get to follow so much of the news. But yeah. I'm sure there are people there who have agendas that that don't fit with the the concept of civilization. So one can only hope and, and this script was a, a sense of this being a part of this felt like you know, stand, standing up for something again and I mean and sort of hopefully wait. entertaining and, and asking people to question what their thoughts were on Refugees and, when, and immigration Sorry, I'm babbling. No,
1: on no, no. No, but but I'm interested because when you chose and, and you know, obviously we're in season one and I know that you at in some point I imagine next year we'll have to go back into season two quite soon. But mm. but but when you um, chose this particular work, given the way you feel about these things and I've seen what you've like tweeted you know with regards to Brexit and that kind of thing and <laughs> I think a lot of people Apologies feel the for same the language. <laughs> well no I think it's fine and I think a lot of people feel exactly the same as you and would probably like use even worse language if they could and I wondered if when you chose to, to be in the in transplant when you actually finally decided yes this is a this is really a, a job I'd love to do was it linked to this idea that you could be working on a Series, which can make a difference, which can make us think differently.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, as an actor, I mean, we, you know, when you're young and optimistic, you like to think that, you know, you're you're on kind of a mission to, to, you know, like when I was sort of a young radical actor and doing touring theatre and working for Seven Eighty Four Scotland and things, you really, yeah. you're kind of really out there politically. You know, working on changing the world, and you feel you can do that. As you get older, obviously your your optimism becomes a little more dulled, and you and then when you see what's <laughs> been happening in the world, you kind of feel like, oh man, we're 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 losing this. We're, what's happening to the world? You, as I say, I felt very despondent, very down. So, so to be in something which which when I was reading it struck me as being really entertaining. And with the kind of narrative that it had that it makes me feel kind of young and optimistic again to to hope that we're, you know, a classic actor, singer. We want to reach an audience and we want to hopefully try and question their their mindset, you know, where people in Britain and, you know, uh, in America and probably around the world are feeling threatened by immigration and threatened by somebody coming in and taking their job and yet if you look at the history, even looking at the economics, never mind the history. We we need refugees to come in. We need people to constantly come and into the the so called first world and, and work in, you know, the, the, the jobs that we need that we don't have the the workforce for. So if it can hopefully make people realise that not not everybody who has a different colour or who had a different religion is somehow trying to steal their life. Then, yeah, you know that that kind of chimes a little with how I was as a younger person. Um,
1: so, so I mean, I, I'm I'm appreciative that you say that because you know we've we we have those kind of issues here. There's there's a very strong kind of xenophobia um, against migrants um, in South Africa as well against people who are mm. coming into mm-hmm. South Africa and. A lot of people mm-hmm. come to South Africa because it 's probably more stable than a lot of the countries on the rest of the continent, so mm-hmm. those kinds of questions are always up for debate so John mm-hmm. i mean you've done it again i mean you 've done plenty of these medical um dramas in your time, mm-hmm. not plenty but definitely a couple That's
2: um, true, yeah
1: do you feel like uh, you, if if anything dramatic happened to you, you could take a, a saw and Saw through someone's bone or do something sort of <laughs> like Google Doctor. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> no, no, the nearest I got to that was when my wife was given birth and I, I was going in to be in the room, and you know, the and the, one of the nurses handed me scrubs, and I was like, oh, I look quite good in scrum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, typical, typical, uh, you know, actor. I was just, oh yeah, because I could, but no, I mean, I, I, I've become aware of the complexity of. Yeah, of what that is. I'm also a little bit squeamish about blood, to be perfectly honest.
1: Yeah, and needles, I'm sure. But you know, John, what is interesting, I suppose, when you think about it, is that right now you're representing a group of people who are truly front line at the moment because of COVID. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's incumbent, or it's 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 absolutely critical that you and all the other actors do the very best job that you can in order to pay tribute to Absolutely. the incredible work that they're doing right now.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if, if we hadn't been aware of that in the beginning, which I think everyone did, all the actors took their responsibilities very, very seriously. And also we had, um, you know, we had, like, professional, medical professionals, doctors who were, you know, talking us through the procedures that we were doing. We would rehearse yeah. that. A, yeah. lot, a lot of the supporting artists, in the operation rooms were actual nurses who were who were the operation room nurses that would come on their days off and work with us. So, yeah. I mean, even then, you have a responsibility to try and you know, not look like some idiot that,
1: <laughs> that hasn't
2: learned you saying that they're going to save you in editing. You know, you felt a responsibility, yeah. as, is, as is right and proper, to, to, to pay respect to them, but also to learn your job. You know, I mean, I've always been... I've always been a big believer in learn your lines, turn up, give it a hundred percent, do your best, and you know you you can't do more than that. As you say, it, 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 there's a, a not a burden. It doesn't feel like a burden. It feels it feels like an opportunity in order to represent you know as you say the people who we've as we've seen as we've all become much more conscious of are on the front line and to do our yeah. best for that perception and also just to be to be able to marry that professionalism with the humanity just the ordinary humanity of you know like like these people who are proper superheroes now mm. but at the same time they have rent to pay they have children at school they have you know their, their car insurance is up it needs its service mm. you, you, they've got to get to the store and buy the groceries and you know they're doing everything that we do and it, whenever I'm whenever I'm out I, I don't like driving in London I cycle a lot but when I'm out and if someone cuts me up or if something happens which is maybe an accident or maybe whatever and I'm kind of you know like on the verge of like giving someone the finger or shouting at them I uh, I often think you know like wait a minute that, that that person could be a nurse a doctor they made a mistake just Keep it mm-hmm. calm, you know. It's a, it's um, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's a totally irrelevant little thing that I,
1: that I just noticed no, but myself. I, lately. But I think it's kind of, it kind It may be irrelevant, but I do think it like talks to where we all are right now. How well, how is your relationship with um obviously the lead actor Hamza? Huck?
2: Oh, it's really good, Ari. It's really great, Hamza. When it, when we first met, it, it turns out that Hamza was a total fan, a total geek about <laughs> the Mummy movies.
1: <laughs> And oh, he's been yes, telling
2: the yeah, yeah, actors. Yeah. He's been telling the other actors, like, "I love that. Back. I can't wait to see them." And they were like, "Hamza, just you know, take it easy, you know." Like, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I will I was see him." And I'll be like, really calm, you know. And I walked in the door, and he was like, "I love the money." <laughs> 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 so I mean, that was very nice, you know. Like, um, and and I just I love working with younger actors. I just think they're like yeah. so inspiring, you know. If if us old cynics have kind of lost any of our. Uh, yeah gratitude for the for for being able to be employed then yeah. certainly younger actors again make you feel like yeah i'm really lucky to be in this i'm really lucky to be especially this job i mean i was very i feel really proud being a part of such a great humanitarian story
1: yeah yeah and it really is i mean it's where are we going to go to a season two and how are you going to do season two i mean Given lockdown, do you see yourself um, mm. traveling through to, to shoot in Canada and Montreal again? Or, or how, do, how do you see that taking place?
2: Well, it's, I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, initially the idea, when we, when we found out we'd been picked up and we're speaking to the writers, the, the initial idea had been to, to more or less continue the end of the story from, like, the next day. Oh, so wow. So we were essentially going to be in a pre-COVID world. Um, now, whether or not, given that was supposed to be like we were picked up in April and we were starting in August, yeah, maybe we've been delayed, we've been pushed. We now go back, go back to Canada mid-January, uh, and whether or not um, that idea has has developed with how the world has has developed in the in the light of this virus, I to, I, to be honest, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what's happening with that.
1: Yeah. I mean we we're not through with season 1 yet so I can't really say where where you're going to pick up but I mean it it does seem like an like a no-brainer in a way that they start to pick up on something as dramatic as you know going through a virus like covid.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean it may well be that we that, uh, they may well do the same thing where we we do start uh we do start pretty much where where they planned initially and yeah as the series develops, we may well uh, incorporate the whole beginnings of that and look at some of that. I'm just not quite sure that that, that's above my pay grade at this point. Maybe uh, by early
1: January,
2: I might start getting some scripts through. You know what actors are like, we're always like, when are we getting scripts? When are we getting scripts?
1: I know, just uh, like, just give me the scripts and I'll just follow through. And in in closing down, John, because we are short on time on this side as well, but just to, to to ask you, you know, with regards to, I mean, I'm thinking of the very very first episode, which was the first one that I, I mean, obviously this one I got to see before it all was taken, uh, sure. which yeah. was a while back. To the, the story of the drilling, you know, the the, the 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 hole in the head and all of that. Did you have mm-hmm. to do quite a bit of research around that subsequently for the for, to spend time in bed there after?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's, you're sort of looking at the prognosis and the symptoms as you're going through recovery, uh, and yeah. where you might be. There's there's a little bit. I think there's a little bit of theatrical license in terms of not extending the not extending the the recovery process because yeah, I realistically one. Yeah, realistically, once you've dealt with that, it, would, it then becomes less less interesting to spend as much time in bed not doing anything. <laughs> so again, yeah. you know, the way that while mm-hmm. while on the one hand we try to be absolutely well researched and uh, accurate uh, as yeah. as we do with the procedures that we go through, of course there are times where a procedure might actually last six hours, and you think, well we can't really do six hours in a one-hour mm. drama. So things become either truncated, usually truncated so that we go through that process a little bit quicker. Yeah. And after all, you know, an entertainment. So we, we want to kind of keep that moving and get to, you know, once we've once we've illustrated where those issues are, we then want to move on to what the next stage of that process is. So, I mean, I would say that's the only thing. And I, again, I thought the medical professionals that we had with us, given that they are real medical professionals, we're, we're very understanding in that sense of either <laughs> telescoping or truncating whether it was yeah. a procedure, whether it was a recovery, you know. It is, after all, television, so, yeah.
1: yeah. In closing, John, are you are you a television man or a film man when it comes down to the crunch?
2: Do you mean to watch or to be a part of?
1: No, not to watch. I'm sure you're watching Pants even in lockdown. But well, it's interesting, kind of. you know, I
2: mean, I think, yeah, I think I think it's changed. I think with the I think with the streaming platforms, the concept of like a long arc really allows you to mm. investigate a character much more than, you know, like a, a procedural TV thing which is episodic where you would then spend most episodes going through the same kind of issues, you know, I mean characters in procedural dramas tend to become functional
0: and therefore
2: your experience per episode tends to be repetitive whereas I think the streaming platforms, the shorter like 13 episode arcs have allowed characters to develop almost in real time and therefore it feels a lot more like a real character that you're playing you know. Uh, issues that you hope for in early, you know, early episodes, things that you're trying to achieve turn out
1: yeah.
2: to be successful or not successful. And your your character has to adapt to that and, and try other things. And therefore, I think it's more interesting for the actors and hopefully for the audience as well, rather than simply every week somebody's ill and all the doctors go through a thing and then somebody discovers something and then you figure it out. And somebody runs in at the last minute and <laughs> we're life, you know,
1: <laughs> well, I have to say, without uh, Netflix and without uh, streaming opportunities, I think we would be sorely, sorely at odds with ourselves during lockdown. So, oh,
2: it's been a, huge,
0: a huge pleasure to have it.
2: Thanks, Sharon. Yeah, well, thank you.
0: A brilliant conversation. That's John Hannah, the actor in the series, the Canadian drama series Transplant. You can catch it on Mondays at 8 p.m. on Channel 117. And it really is a brilliant one indeed. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for the news. It's no longer Good Morning. It's now. Goodbye.